Tanya for the 19th of Shvat. So that's a story. The Rebbe said the story of Fabrengen. There were a group of Hasidim that once um, were making a Fabrengen, and they said a lot of Chaim, and the discussion, the discussion at hand was a discussion of Bittel and the, the self nullification to God. And they were discussing at great length. And at some point, very late in the morning, they finished the Fabrengen, and they were walking down the street, still, still um, singing Nigunim and um, continuing the discussion of Bittel. And as they're walking, a policeman sees suspicious behavior in the middle of the night, in the middle of the morning, a very early morning. And he didn't, rec- didn't see what, who it was. So he said, in Russian, which means, uh, who, who's going over there? And they were still so deeply in the discussion of, of Bittel that they said, that Bittel is going. They were, they were so deeply discussing Bittel that, you know, they, they, this is the only answer that they could, they could answer back to the Russian policeman. And of course, they didn't know Bittel, how to translate Bittel into Russian. And so they just, they said Bittel Dyat. The, the non-Jew just said, oh, look, they, you know, they don't believe in, in his version of religions. Obviously, they're a little bit crazy. And he just, he just let them keep on moving. But that was the Ferengi. And it's a story that I ever said in the Ferengi. What's going on until now is like this. Chapter... 21, 22, 23, and 24 are going to have this primary objective of trying to get a person to understand that doing a mitzvah is connecting with God and complete unification with God and revealing that everything is revealed with God, connected with God. And doing an Avera is tantamount, is equal to doing idolatry. And the problem is, is that we have this tendency to grade as much area as we can because it gives it puts us in the comfort zone you know we don't have to feel so bad that things are black and white but the truth of the matter is and that's what a, a big objective of the time is going to be is putting things in boxes either it's black it's white it's evil it's not evil it's something permissible it's forbidden and this whole gray zone is going to shrink as much as possible as you go through the time including this fallacy that people think well this particular area it's so small it's not going to disconnect me from god it's not such a big deal and the altar is going to make it clear yes every single area is equal to bowing down to an idol that what is what's what, why that makes in addition to giving us a guilty conscience it was not the point of the time you know, why it's so important is that if a person can get himself to a place where he realizes doing a single sin is like bowing down to an idol he can also stop himself with the same power that idolatry would stop someone in a regular scenario. He has, he has the option now to eat something that's not kosher or something that's not the highest standard of kosher. He could weaponize his mind and his heart and use the same tactics that would stop him from bowing down to an idol to stop himself from doing this tiny thing. And this all comes from realizing the power of an Avera negatively and the power positively of doing a mitzvah. And now we're in the discussion of how powerful mitzvahs are and how, how, how great they express godliness. And once we get through, in this very long chapter, once we get through the topic of mitzvahs, we're going to move on to the topic of Torah. We're not there yet. Today's a very short Tanya. We've been talking about the fact that mitzvahs are an expression of Hashem's will and therefore such a deep part and a high part of the face to face relationship of godliness. And because mitzvahs are this powerful, therefore they're called the limbs of, of the king, Derech Marshal. The limbs are limbs of Hashem, limbs as in body parts. 
just like an organ of a person, if in a healthy person, as we'll talk about in a second, the healthy person, when they have their mind instruct their finger to move and their head to move and their feet and et cetera, and everything, that brain just does, the brain just thinks it and the body just does it. It's all, it's automatic. It's, it's just, it's responsive. And it's entirely nullified. This idea of bittle, entirely nullified, like the cinnamon that the brain were trying to accomplish. And you won't say, well, the brain said that the hand should move in this direction, but the brain decided it's going to move in the left direction instead of the right. That doesn't happen. Well, unless there's, a, there's an issue, but that does happen, there's a big issue. When a person has the, the, the idea in his head, to stretch his hand, stretch his foot. That's what happened. It's not like the, 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 there needs to be a command. The brain needs to talk to the mouth and say, okay, now I'm going to command my finger to grip the cup. It doesn't work like that. The brain thinks it. The hand grips it. Zell. And there's not even a delay. It's not like the, there needs to be processing time. And you need to wait for you know the, the computer to stop buffering. It's not like that at all. The brain thinks that the hand does it as instantaneous, and so many commands are being triggered in every single moment, and the body's just reacting and doing whatever whatever the brain says to do. As soon as it comes into the will of that person, and this is what they want, which means the processes zeros and ones in the brain say, okay, this is what my hand should be doing right now. Straight away, that's what happens. So too, the um, just as the human body parts are completely nullified to the person and the desire of that person, so too the mitzvahs are entirely um, surrendered and nullified to God. And this has a flip, this has the an incredible this, this mitzvah now shares an incredible relationship. We're going to talk about that, how that extends into the person that's actually doing it. But when a person does a mitzvah, he's connecting to something so deeply personal to God and so deeply important to God. And the reason everything exists, everything else in this world, it's not, it's it's all nullified to this desire that God has for us to determine us in this world. So all our low ones, the high ones, as I explained yesterday, we're all created for the intention for a Jew to come into this world, be able to do tarimits, because that's the reason absolutely everything has been created. Thank you so much for joining the time. Thank you so much for joining the time. Thank you so much for joining the time. Thank you so much for joining and um, have a wonderful and very successful day and thank you so much for joining.